Hi, friend. Hi, Joe. I'm sorry we're Here's so a late. for you. How are you both? Hate to make you wait like that. I'm sh- I'm I'm sure it's tearing you up inside. <laughs> it's it's I'm I'm gonna take uh, half the blame. I'm gonna take half of it. Okay. Sorry, Karen. Earlier I said it. I, I always said that because when I called, you answered the phone. You went, "We're on our way." <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> I'm just letting you know I'm not happy about it. No, I wasn't. I wasn't giving you shit. I was. Uh, I just didn't know what lane to stand in. Oh, right, because uh, all those people. Yeah, you do. You do have an interesting timetable conversion. I am not a punctual person, <laughs> and you're right. I'm also not repentant, really, in the least. That's fine. Or I would change it. That's fine. Yeah, it's That's... one of. But it's like it's like so far down on my list of problems that I have. <laughs> that I just can't. It's not. It's not a. I gotta fix some other shit first. That's fine. We, we you know we all have our things that we need to work on. You and know? you know I love you, Joe. I, I just realized you. one of the only the, one of the only you. things I do right is I being do. on time. Is that true? That's one of the only. I just I've, I've been patting myself on the back today. Well, I'm just you? gonna. Yeah, yeah. How are you doing, man? Ah, oh, pretty good. How are you? I haven't Joe? seen you since that night at my house. That was a fun night at your house. Woo! I wasn't there. Well, it was the night it was, I, I well, got to know Joe. We were that my roommate Nate Craig was there. I told you about this, Karen. We, we left a bar at two a.m. Oh, I had just met Chris, <laughs> and Nate said, "Can Chris come?" I said, "Sure." I didn't know who he was, and then I was like, "Oh wait, you're Chris Fairbanks." Right? Yeah, we've seen each other a few times, yeah. but never really. Did you think fully he was classically good looking? Embraced. Uh, after I was close to him in the kitchen, I did. Okay, good. After yeah. a few whiskeys in the kitchen. We right. Were it takes, close. that's what it takes for most people. <laughs> and I, when I say, I, you have to keep the word podcast in there and podcast handsome. Oh, that's podcast. what I wanted. I want that to be my new handle. Podcast handsome? Yeah, but, yeah. It's like so a classic can... face for radio, that joke my dad used to say. But it's, I'm, I, you know what, I'm going to bail on it. it that's my s- favorite of your dad's old routines. <laughs> yeah, that, that was that <laughs> and uh, the old pulling his pants up and falling downstairs on purpose, <laughs> which he did a number but of times. can I ask, did you, had you guys done a show together? You were just partying like stand-up comedians like I, to. Oddly, no. We, I, I yeah. saw you, Joe, at Cabin when I did, in New York, I did Cabin, and I was like, hi, and then that's all. Yeah, that's, I, yeah, I remember it after you mentioned that, meeting you there. No, the, the night that we, but you mean the night that we hung out, were we doing a show? Yes. It was the, I, what I'm saying is why wasn't I invited? Essentially, it, it was the rap party for Riot Fest. That's what it was. We had our own rap party. Oh, I left early. Oh yeah, no, it was a bar. Yeah, that, yeah, we that. ran into each other at that bar, but I didn't get there till like one fifteen, and it was like wrapping up, and I was mad because uh, I had to <laughs> escape reality that I didn't get shit faced. Right. I, so I was like, "Will anybody come to my house?" <laughs> And get shit faced starting now with me and, and Nate Craig and Chris and James Adomian stepped up to the plate. Sweet. That's a nice combination. It we was very a, fun. It was very fun. It was very fun. So I would have invited you had we're not two thirty and I think we arrived at my place at two thirty. And also had it not been a boys only, no girls allowed party. Yeah, Sorry, Carrie. Full on sausage yeah. party. Well, that's the first thing we did and it had like a a backwards ass, no girls allowed, <laughs> and we flipped the sign and we put it on the front. Like yeah. a clubhouse. I can know? relate to that. Yeah. I get it. So so this is the podcast. Like, what's the... Yeah. This is it. This I mean, is where the magic happens. If your expectations were higher... No, no, no. That, it's I didn't not mean too that late. as a criticism. <laughs> I just mean, like, no, this is it. We're doing we're it. Doing yeah, it. we're doing it. Yeah, we don't have much of a format. We're not going to say, did you do your prepared uh, topic material? 
Did you prepare it? I mean, rather. See, I can't even... This is one of the podcast things. A lot of times I can't even talk, you know, depending on how much sleep I've not had. And I didn't sleep a lot la- last night. What it's, were you doing? I just I did, went to the West Side Theater in Santa Monica. And then afterwards, there's two reasons I drink <laughs> after shows. If the show goes well, I have drinks. And if it goes terrible, I have drinks. Yeah. Uh, so if I do have, I have like a mediocre show, I, I usually am healthy afterwards. Well, but what was last night? Last night I had a good show. So you okay. had drinks? Yes, with the I other comedians. Who, what comedians did you drink with? They are all, there were a lot of West Side, it's, uh, one of the guys was the guy who runs uh, the West Side Theater, Chris Gorbos, who yeah. I, he's like an improv guy. He's a nice guy. He's a great guy, he was, yeah. and uh, he did stand-up, and it was his birthday, and he had, he had good jokes. That's great. Nice. Had a good time. Played darts with some other dudes that I just met. Uh, and uh, a guy got in my face. I almost got in a fight. Oh. And uh, over darts, uh, I walked by. I knew it was dumb to walk in front of the dartboard. He threw it anyway. I stared at him for a while. He was a lot larger than me. I just kept staring at him. I was not smiling. And then uh, he got up in my face. He got his fucking meat hooks. Okay. On my shoulders. Okay. And I said, hey, get to the, you know, I'm not in that mood. Mm. I changed I my see. tune. Oh, I'm, good. A, That's I'm good. a pussy. I understand. I'm a pussy. Well. Uh, good for sorry. you, though. Good for a you pussy. to stand up to that guy. Yeah, I stared. I, yeah, I did my best at standing up to I him. do that. I do that. I do a stare. I, I run my mouth, man. Yeah. Like, like I run my mouth like a guy's girlfriend in a movie theater does. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's like, as if there's like a man there that's going to fight for me. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know how I've not had my face beaten in. I have it coming to me. Certainly. I deserve a good beating at this point. You'll get one. Don't worry. You'll <laughs> get one one day. It has had, it's been a few years, but it has happened to me where I just realized there, there's a place for my comedy and there's a place not for it. And the times I've really bombed is when it's in the street and someone is punching me. That's when I know <laughs> I've had a horrible show. You've made a the horrible one-man show. Yeah. Wait, oh, Joe, where were you just now? Where yeah. did we just pick you up from coming from? I was in uh, the great city of Madison. Madison. Oh, oh nice. Yeah, it was a comedy club on state in Madison. Great club. I love that Very club. Very nice club. Low ceilings, you're in a corner, stone walls, smart people. Yes. Nice town. Yeah, it was. everything was good about the gig. The crowds were good. The yeah. st- in fact, I'll take the time now to make a public thank you. Uh, to the club, uh, thank you for a great weekend, great great room, great staff, great owners, great crowds, great shows, great I, town. Wow. I, that's I like that club because a family owns it. Like the daughters run it, and the uh, the parents uh, just kind of put, put. I don't know what they do. They show up and support. Well, it was my birthday when I worked there, and they surprised me with a cake. No one's ever done that. Nice surprise. Nice. We knew it was your birthday, <laughs> and I walked in the room and. Because they got your tax information. It was. Yeah, that's what it is. It's my. It's my social security number. That's they nice. were. There was an amazingly nice club. They have a great in-house system where they can record all your shows, which is awesome. Wow. And they. Uh, yeah, the second night or the last night rather, it was. Uh, I was like in between shows. I was like, man, I'm hungry, and uh, I got to go get some food, and. Uh, one of the girls that runs the place was like, "Oh, I have a bunch of sandwiches coming. Sit tight." 
She got like this tray of like catered Jimmy John sandwiches. Yeah, classy. Yeah, they, and she's like, "Come in the office." She like brought me in for my own eating session, which was nice. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have to eat with the with everybody else. They are the best that way. <laughs> I just realized I never knew before, but that's what I've been waiting for all my life is for someone to bring me into a private eating session. Yeah, just guided. That's everything. Let's uh, bring you into our session room. <laughs> it's just down this hallway. This is how much we love you. By the way, you really will be special. in here alone. It's yeah, so were you good. ever like on set for something where like I was on set for something once and like the background actors went and got at lunch for, uh like when they put it out and then they got reprimanded and they were like the crew has to eat first guys. Yeah. I felt so bad for the background actors it was like they didn't know and uh yeah. I feel so stupid right now. So I was the opposite of that last night. She was you like, were the you, crew. Yeah, she's like you'll eat first. That even though you you feel rested. bad the looking down on the background actors, it kind of feels good to walk by them and get your food first, and then stare at them all. I mean, and then eat in front of them. Human beings a... love a class system. <laughs> yeah, they do. Casts. No matter what end on it, because for them it's motivating. Like, right. I, I want to be Joe DeRosa someday. Yeah. Look at him eating first. Look at him eat that sandwich. Plus, he's making more than one hundred and seventy-five dollars a day. It's. <laughs> Is it 175 a day? I if uh, that's a good I mean that's pretty good, right? That would be great. I was on a I was on a <laughs> western. So it probably isn't money. then. Yeah, I think it's like 100, extra. right? There's a western I was in in Austin that uh that it was called American Outlaws. It had like Man, that's such an original title. Yeah, it was so <laughs> di- and it was them was it trying about to, bad guys and stuff. It was about uh <laughs> Billy the Kid or I don't know. I forget everything. There was Pinkertons in it. Oh, cool. And uh Anyway, I the director had only directed Flubber. That, <laughs> and well, I, that's still that's like a real movie. That's a yeah. real movie director. And I used his nice clean porta potty because the other one was down by the the extras holding area. It was like 125 degrees. I'm not. No, it was 115 one day. They made T-shirts. It was 115 degrees. I got bit by a scorpion. Anyway, I got <laughs> hurt. It hurt so... I laughed. I couldn't believe how bad it hurt. I'm like, oh, I'm getting stung by a bee. And then it just got more and more intense and to where I just had to giggle because I don't know what to do when something hurts that bad. I just... And then uh, I pulled out, pulled the pants down. They were shooting. All of a sudden in the background, someone yanks their pants down. I didn't have period underwear. They were purple, so they had to cut. And then I pulled out. (laughs) And this little tiny white scorpion... It was tiny. Oh, that's bad. And this that's guy horrible. crushed it yeah. with a rock. He's like, you really have to... And I'm like, easy, you're overdoing it. And he crushed it, and it was all mangled. We looked away for a second. It had crawled away. They are they are such a weird little prehistoric They're little guy. They're built to live. But then but I... But that's bad. Small is bad with scorpions. Yeah, it, and is I didn't true? know. Because they have more poison or something? Yeah. I learned that from Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> <laughs> that must be where I got what it. can't you learn from that movie? <laughs> he says that. When it comes to scorpions, the bigger, the better. Yeah. I, I believe that that's probably factual. That's I don't what think they, they just made it up. <laughs> when it stung me and I thought I was overreacting and scared, I thought they killed you, by the way. I, th- I was like, well, this is it. They, the scorpion was just in my pants. I we had just been taken off this cattle That's truck. Horrifying. Anyway, and then they wouldn't give me Benadryl or anything. They're like, "You might be allergic." I got bit by a scorpion. <laughs> anyway, and then I went to the porta potty, and it was Flubber Director's porta potty, and I I almost got kicked off set until I reminded them of the potential scorpion lawsuit. Yes. <laughs> and then I was fine. <laughs> That's the end of my long story. That was pretty good. I liked I it. I liked it. 
Uh, I liked it. Wait, that made me think, though. But $175 a day, yeah. That's what we got paid back then. It that made was me the old think. Days. Joe is just on Better Call Saul. Yes. Oh, that's gr- I want to see that. It's so good. It's such a good... It's. Just, can you describe your character on it, or is it not coming out yet? Or no, it's, no out. it's out. I can talk about it. Yeah. Do it. Talk you about it. Because I'm mistakes. so excited. Karen, it's, thank you. Of course. Uh, I play a... Uh, I play like a like a dirty veterinarian mm-hmm. uh, who uh, like a crooked one or an unclean like a yeah yeah no like <laughs> filthy <laughs> filthy veterinarian yeah this prequel series centers more around hygiene <laughs> than crime uh, no it's uh yeah I play like this sort of crooked veterinarian who uh, uh, there's a you know spoiler alert if you haven't seen it yet whatever but like Mike. Mike comes to me and says, like, he needs me to help him sew up a bullet wound or something. And I say, like, hey, man, if you're looking for work, wink, wink. And he's like, no, I don't want that kind of work. And then he comes back to me later and he's like, you know, do you still know those people? Because I need some work. So, and then they mentioned me in another episode where a guy goes, the vet always hires good people. That's great. So, (laughs) that's, do you think that maybe because they mentioned you again, it might be a reoccurring thing? Are you just hoping for that? I hope so. I hope so. It's, you know, it's, it's one of those shows where everything's pretty, pretty under hard wraps, you know? So, it was so, I, I don't know. It was surprising to me though, because a couple key people had mentioned how much they liked it. But I really thought it would blow up on Twitter being a Breaking Bad uh, sequel uh-huh. or prequel. Uh, so when I so I figured kind of subconsciously something must be wrong with it because people aren't talking about it that much. Right. And someone told me like, no, you, it's amazing. Like you have to watch it. It's amazing. It's terrific. And yeah, and from the second the first episode started, I was like, this is. Um, like a beautiful masterpiece. Oh, wow, that's 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 yeah. well, it's cool to be part of something yeah. like that. That people, uh, I am going to watch you on it tonight. I'm, I'm excited about it. I've been I haven't had a ton of acting work, but the stuff I've been in has been really cool stuff. So I feel very privileged. That yeah, that's the cool, cool part things. of getting acting work as a comedian because it's just uh, yeah, I can do that. I guess that Plan B thing right. that people strive for. And then you get a great gig like that that all these trained Juilliard dorks never get to do. Uh, excuse these... me, I went to Juilliard. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. It uh, was the gig. It was the. It was the gig that I wanted to uh, go find my acting teacher. One particular acting teacher I had in college, and uh, be like, see. <laughs> <laughs> Because he told me once that I was too one note and that I needed to expand whatever and, and that basically like really shit on me at like the most vulnerable time in my life where you're like, were you going to your teacher and you're being like, am I any good at this? Like, do I like, I don't know. Like, I'm in, I'm a college kid. Like, should I keep doing this or not? Because I can't get booked in any of the school plays because I'm not a theater major well, and what? they only book the theater majors. So like... You know, you're just looking for any sort of reassurance yeah. that, like, maybe you should keep at it. Because the teachers were, supr- not all of them, but oh, many of them in my school were surprisingly unnurturing. <laughs> yeah. You know? Because yeah, they're all, it's the old, those who can't do teach thing. That I, I always had a huge problem with that because it's these people that they are loving, lording pretending that they are experts over people who wouldn't know better when in reality and when you get older you realize clearly if they were in 
this small town near my parents' house, yeah. they probably weren't that good at acting. Right. It was so easy. Right, right. So see, when I was in art school, I had these painting classes, and the teacher they would say, you know, try and critique what I was doing, and it and it was hard for them because I'd be like, oh no, I've seen your paintings. Yeah. They're in your office. You're you're a terrible artist. I. <laughs> I, d- I don't want to listen to what you have to say at all. You do those weird stretched out horses, blurry horses. You're a horrible <laughs> oh, painter. Marion Bongiorni. Yeah. Oh, name yeah. check. Okay. <laughs> straight up There we check. go. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. I was proud of myself that I didn't name the person. That you, you just went there. Yeah. Go there. Go so there. Now I feel like a pussy. That was not even the teacher. That uh, That's just whose paintings I was describing. The guy... A totally different teacher, but they can all go to hell. I also just love the note of your two one note, where it's like, have you seen any Hollywood movie with any actors? Yeah, what? Like Keanu Reeves, Tom ha- Tom the Cruise. Only, yeah, the only yeah. the only movie you have to be multiple noted for is like a Bollywood film where you, like <laughs> you're a villain in this first scene, and then you got to break into a song and dance. <laughs> yeah, right? and then you're uh, then we go to the romantic interlude. Yeah. It's possibly possibly the worst note you could give an aspiring actor is is don't try to try not to be typecast. Yeah, like, yeah. No, no, that actually will get you work. That's how it yeah. works in Hollywood, yeah. literally. Oh, you mean like that that damn that unknown De Niro guy did in the beginning? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So well, I don't know. that was there were th- those were that was like one of my what I would call my sulking credit. You know, I remember yeah. I wrote a one act play in college too. And they, I wanted to, I mean, talk about a bunch of fucking cunts, right? <laughs> I, I wanted to, I wanted to produce the one act play that I wrote in the fucking who gives a shit black box theater. Yeah. Uh, you know what that I mean? sacred space? It would cost them no money. Right. I just want it, like, give me a week where I can do my thing here. And you and were they, no support. they met about it. The teachers all met oh, and they for said God's no. Sake. And wow. they said no. And when I got my when I worked on Wet Out American Summer, I wanted to fly to each of them. <laughs> be like, do you see that I'm a professional writer now? <laughs> Fuck you. It made me so fucking mad. But man. there are those and I'll be the irritating person who says it. Yeah. The reason that you're on Wet Hot American Summer is because those people didn't see what you had to offer and it made it gave you that gas to get you even further. Yeah, that's that's you're the right. same reason I wish my dad had hit me. Yes. I, 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 do, do, do you know how successful of a comedian I would be if he wasn't so goddamn supportive my yeah. whole life? Yeah. And Karen, I like that you <laughs> went Henry Rollins with that. <laughs> you know I made out with Henry Rollins one time. What? Yeah. What was that like? Black Flag uh, Henry Rollins? It was for a sketch. So let's just actually qualify it in reality. Okay. Uh, what was the sketch? It was when I worked on um, Zach Galifianakis' talk show for three months. Hey, I remember that. And uh, Henry Rollins was a guest. I was playing Zach's mother, so they had me. I had like big, crazy, basically fifties mom hair and a, like a fifties cocktail dress on, and Zach's trying to like kiss up to Henry Rollins, and then I come out of the house all drunk and like Zach get in here, whatever. He's like, Mom, stop embarrassing me, and then me and Henry Rollins just make out, and he like laid me down. We were on the front porch of this house, and he literally laid me down. Like we made out. They finally call cut. And he stood up and goes, you've done that before. And I went, fuck you. <laughs> I was A, acting, and B, just kissing you back. Like, don't stand up and call me a slut. That guy, he just judges people. He's like, if anyone ever had a drink, he's like, well, you do that every day, don't you? Like, he's that's the kind of guy he is. He's a reformed, straight-edgy type guy. I'm a big Black Flag fan. 
of the, the, the of the Rollins years. There was, we were one letter away from really causing a problem on this podcast. <laughs> you know, black and then almost <laughs> saying another slur. Or not that black's a slur. You know what I mean. <laughs> it you know depends I mean. on yeah. how, if you're yelling it. We're in L.A. Every, you know, everything's, you gotta, everything's dangerous to say That's out here. That's true. Uh, uh, the... Uh, Oh, I, I tweeted, speaking of black, I tweeted, I was very proud of this tweet at the airport this morning. There was a coffee called Black Thunder. I saw that. <laughs> and I said, this coffee place named one of their brews after Keith Robinson. <laughs> very, very proud of that tweet. Simple, simple fun. Oh, uh, that guy's so funny. But I'm a big, he's hilarious, he's so uh, but I'm a big... Uh, I almost said I'm a big Keith Robinson fan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am. I'm a big Black Flag fan, but uh, he is very... Uh, I lo- as much as I want to meet Henry Rollins, he's very... I saw a video of him once on on YouTube. It's not a very old video. Uh, Doing stand-up? No, he's like in the back... This is the, it's funny you say that, Karen, because here's the weird part. When he does his like spoken word stand-up stuff, he seems like such a jovial, like approachable guy. Yeah. And he's got a great sense of humor. He makes fun of himself. Then you get him into an interview, and he gets like fucking intense eyes. And you're like, where did the fun guy go? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I bet you, know? you it's because he gets nervous, and he wants people to take him seriously. It's that deadly thing. Comics do the same exact thing all the time. Right. Where, like, one ounce of fame or, like, a pan- paneling on something or whatever, and suddenly they're the most, like, airless, boring person in the world because people just want to be taken seriously. Yeah. And they think yeah. that's how you do it. Instead yeah. of, like, continuing to be kind of awesome and real. Yeah. They, no. like, t- tighten up their assholes. They have... Yeah, totally. There's a music festival here in L.A. called the... Fuck- is it Fuck Yeah Fest? Mm-hmm. FYF? Yeah. And they have comedy at it. Uh, or they did a couple years ago. And so we were able to go see shows and, like, stand backstage, which was neat. I, I really wanted to see Dinosaur Jr. And we got oh, to yeah, hang I out. I was with you. And then, so, we saw Henry Rollins, like... Oh, maybe you weren't there. I wasn't there Because Henry Rollins was cartoonishly in the background enjoying <laughs> Dinosaur Jr., which I didn't expect. I thought maybe they Dinosaur Jr. maybe would have a history of not being hardcore enough for him to like him, I guess. But he was, like, dance. He was smiling and dancing and, Aww. like, getting super That's excited. Nice. He's way into... And then afterwards, the guy, Tyler... Uh, God, what's his name? I don't know. Photographer. Tyler, the creator? Yeah, yeah. Tyler, (laughs) the... uh, Dan, the automator, with him. Uh, He's taking uh, photos of these guys. And so I'm just standing there with Jay Maskus from Dinosaur Jr. and and Henry Rollins. And then then he goes, what are you doing here? Like, kind of like, why are you standing here? What do you want? I was like, oh... Yeah, yeah. Henry Rollins. uh, Jay Maskus said nothing. He's kind of was creeping me out. But, uh... I said, oh, I'm a comedian. I'm doing comedy in the, uh, in the, and he'd like, well, I sure would like to do that. And it was so weird to me. It's like, oh, you know, you probably could. Yeah. You probably just. Anywhere you want. And they goes, <laughs> you could just walk on. Yeah. During any show. Exactly. <laughs> no, he was like, well, who would I talk to about <laughs> he that? Asked and I that. said, oh, yeah, this guy, Ryan McNinneman, I, I, I could get you his info. And then I, but I, then I, that's pretty much my story, but I walked away thinking, I'm not going to fucking book Henry Rollins. <laughs> he can figure it out himself, so That's I didn't, right. like, get them together. Yeah, well... But he did go. ask me to be the go-between. I guess I'm kind of bragging. I think we all are today. But we all I started are. it. Yeah, Karen made out with Henry Rollins. I always forget that fact and what 
like what real power that fact wields. I never tell anybody. Yeah, so that's why. That's why I pulled it out. Yeah, of the hat. and why did I pull mine out? Because you already had made out with them. Like mine's just a conversation. I really listen. That's what podcasting is. We're just. It's just a, con- a, a conversation contest. It's all. It's all a contest. It's all a contest. I'm thinking about discontinuing my podcast. <laughs> why? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. I'm not trying. This podcast reminded you, maybe. <laughs> it just made me think of that. No, because of what you just said. Because of the contest. I'm kind of thinking of just stopping it. I yeah. just got onto the network, the same network you guys yeah. were on. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I started doing one with Kurt Braunholer. Uh, we do it, like, sporadically and release it through our uh, respective podcasts. What's that called, just in case people It's want called to Emotional do. Hangs, and it's about... <laughs> It's about Kurt and I as adult men, like in basically in real time exploring our friendship developing, like nice. as two grown men and vulnerability, and like when friends aren't, when two grown men aren't scared to be a little vulnerable. So it's fun. We talk about like we'll be like, you know, like one of the things once was like, you know, you you sent me a text, Kurt. You, I gave Kurt a pep talk because he was feeling down on the road. Then he sent me a text and he's like, "I love you, buddy." And I was like, Kurt, I wanted to say I love you, but too so bad, but I was scared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he was like, I probably would have made fun of you because I'm not comfortable with it, but I do love you. Like, it's stuff like that. Yeah, I feel, with that situation, I feel like I'm being set up. I, I just get 12 years old, and I rarely say I love you back. But It's a jackass prank where you say it, and then they just take they that go, audio yeah. recording. Yeah, but I'm. I enjoyed like when I started doing that one. I was like, man, I this is really fun. And I feel like there's a purpose to this podcast. Yeah, it just made me look at mine after a year and a half of doing it, and I just kind of was like, oh Christ, who cares? Does anybody <laughs> need to hear me like discuss anxiety? Yeah, but I I did anybody? your podcast and I it, really liked it, it because was fun. you did like you wrote a lot for it, so all the topics. It wasn't your average podcast where, like, today we're going to blah, 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 and then it's just dudes talking. Like, you wrote essays about the topic. I it, I thought it was very, like, pointed and, and good. Thanks. Yeah, that's... i got to get back into doing that. I, I've gotten, like... I've, once, when I had to do solo ones, I stopped, which I started having to do a lot because it's impossible to book guests. Yeah. Uh-huh. Especially least, when you're late to pick them up all the time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I swear Talking I was giving about you the time thing. I would, uh, you didn't think I was giving you no, shit, No, 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 I know. No. Please... Let's not do this again. Please, Let's please. not break up again. We're right on the verge of breaking up again. <laughs> Joe and I have been going through some rocky times lately. Oh, Here's you guys, the thing. I didn't know you guys were an item. Oh, uh, no, we're oh, not. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> we're like a friendship breakup. We're a friendship right. item. Oh, I got you. A lot yeah. of people want to be just like us friendship-wise. But Joe and I are like, um, I, I just told this to Georgia Hardstark. My favorite thing about my friendship with Joe, which started because we worked on Pete Holmes' show together... Oh, you uh, worked on that show? Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and where Karen and I met. Joe is the kind of guy that after a party or a hangout will call you the next day to talk about it, which is my favorite thing to do <laughs> in the world. And these days, no one, even girls don't really do anymore. It's like maybe you'll get like a text of like, that was crazy or talk about one thing. But like Joe will go over it piece by goddamn piece. And it's that's my favorite favorite thing to do. I love it. It's I love so that you fun. love doing that. I yeah. can always count on you to go down the, the whole list. And I mean, I'm talking about Chris, we're talking about like, did you see what she was wearing? Right. Like yeah. stuff like that's that. That was there. the example I was just going <laughs> to throw out. Did you oh, see that's someone? 
could see so-and-so's shoes. That has yeah, 100% been cool. said. <laughs> yes. Do you see what she was wearing? What is she, crazy? But meanwhile, I've been wearing the same clothes four or five years, well, but I have no problem I want to do it with you, Joe. Uh, okay, the night I hung out uh, at your place, what was up with Adomian just laying on the couch that whole time, kind of slouched back? He never stood up. There, see, that's my example of that. Yeah. <laughs> he laid did down he do that? Yeah, yeah, he laid down. I'll tell you one thing I like about James... Open. And James and I are friends, and I would say I know James as about as I, I I talk to you, Karen. I talk to you more, but I know James in the same way that I know you, where it's like we kind of met doing stand up. Yeah. Uh, we haven't known each other time wise a terribly long amount of time, but you know, like we're friends. You yeah. know what I mean? It was like kind of a fast friend kind of thing. Where I'm like, yeah, I like this guy. Yeah, me too. I, he yeah. used to live in a house with all the midnight show guys, the uh, that sketch show at UCB. Right. And that's I was there uh, often, sleeping there because of my my drinking. Yeah, it's fine. It's yeah, okay. Yeah. We're we're all pulling. <laughs> and he you. has these these brothers that are kind of like. These O'Doyle rules type dudes. I know, isn't that funny? They're kind of like tough guys, but one of them really looks and sounds like him. And I was on the couch, and I thought James had come in late at night, and he sat down, and I just, I can't remember what I was spilling my guts about, and he was just like, uh huh, uh huh. And I look over, and it wasn't James, it was his brother <laughs> that, I, that I'd never met before. That uh, I just uh, saw him almost getting a fight. With that Golden is such. Gun. That is would be such an awesome Seinfeld. <laughs> I didn't know they sound the same. He tells him some crazy secret. Oh, that's such a good Seinfeld premise. The, uh, um, yeah, the thing I love about James is now I talk to Karen. Karen, you and I talk a lot. Mm-hmm. James and I rarely talk on the phone or anything like. We never talk on the phone, but I don't see him a ton. But when I do see him, it's right back where we left it yeah, off, which I, I appreciate about. So yeah, that's great. He will lay on the couch because he's comfortable. <laughs> That's what it was. He was comfortable. I was pacing around. You were pacing around like a lunatic. I was. That, this, this, what, that's what that was about. Him laying on the couch. Made is you me, pace? Yeah, it's holding up a mirror to my anxiety of, of having just met a new person, not knowing where the bathroom was. I remember I had to go to the bathroom. I was too worried about asking. <laughs> I didn't know how Basic we'd... Basic facilities. Uh, I, how I'd get home. It was late. I was intimidated because you have a nice car and I have a not a nice car. I don't have that car anymore. It was a beautiful car. I like that. It was a very <laughs> it was a challenger. Car. It was a Dodge Challenger, but yeah. it wasn't a good day-to-day car, so I traded no. it for like a good day-to-day car. What's your day-to-day car? I have a Jeep Liberty uh, Limited. Balance. Limited. Yeah. Uh, and it's very nice. Sunroof, windows all around. What it's color? Black. Sweet. It's funny that limited with bumps. cars. It's got some good. It's got good speakers in it. So, oh, sweet! It's a great like hip hop car. It's a great like <laughs> West Side Connection car, <laughs> which I like quite a bit. Did you ever drive down to the LBC? Uh, no. For some drama. <laughs> um, I got drama. I got all the drama I need in my house. Okay. You know, yeah. I got, you know I don't need any more drama. <laughs> I want to go to Compton and go to that barbecue place in Compton. There's like a fame. It's called a. Just the one? Uh, there's call, well, there's one that's like, I it's think like I've been across the it. board rated the best barbecue place in L.A. I All think. the reviews are like, I'm from Texas and it's the shit. Do <laughs> uh, you know the we, name? I th- no, I can't think of the name, but I they, they have like a sandwich that it, or a burger that is also 15 feet, feet, feet. Look at me. I'm not even doing one foot. And I said 15. It's about a foot tall. It's about a foot yeah, tall? Yeah, towers. It, like, leans over. That's cool. But Hamburger? it was mostly barbecue, and wow. it was in a uh, part of L.A. that I 
felt nervous in, but we had cameras and stuff. It was for that fuel show. And we were just talking, and they were the sweetest people ever. Uh, but I, I did get sick. You got sick? Yeah, it tasted great. Why did you get sick, though? I don't know. Some chicken touched some pork. Uh, <laughs> they had a B rating. I don't, I'm not blaming it on that. I'm glad I haven't said the name. Yes. A lot I, of the people there would kill me for a dollar. The employees. It's <laughs> racist. But I, no, it isn't. I, they, they were these German guys that worked in the kitchen. They were Germans. Oh, they shipped in some Germans yeah. to make barbecue. Yeah. I so don't you're think that's racist. The place okay. I'm talking about. You're racist. You are, Chris. It's not the same place. We're talking isn't. about different places. Yeah, oh. I was like, I'm talking about the McRib coming back into Compton. I love a McRib. I saw the billboard once, and I had to stop and get it immediately. <laughs> Did you? I love I the McRib. Never had one. It's delicious. It's McDonald's you, doing a barbecued pork sandwich. I mean, how could it be bad? They, I. It's because yeah. they pour it into a mold, and there's fake the shape like Flintstones cartoonish bones in it, but they aren't bones. They're just like, hey, it's kind of shaped like. The way you'd think ribs would be shaped, right? They've sort of fallen in. off of that thing in recent years. It's more of just like a, a pork patty now. Oh, okay. Because uh, people got creeped out by the shape. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah it wasn't yeah, fooling yeah. anyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, delicious. I can eat bones now. <laughs> this is the best. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a great sandwich, man. You know I, I'm devastated about the news that McDonald's is having hard times. I love McDonald's. I will support it till the day Financially. I die. Financially. Wow. They're financially having hard times. Why is that so hard for me to believe? They lost... Their profit margin was down like... It was an insane... I'm pulling a number out of my ass right now, but it was like literally like $300 million or so. Like, there, there are like 35 McDonald's locations that are going to close. Why, wow. why? Is there a reason for it? Are people generally I think everyone's getting so... People are just starting to realize they're killing themselves. I mean, it's such a... People are really unhealthy, I say, being one of the leaders of that group. Uh, like that, that food is so awful. It's not just like standardly bad of like, I shouldn't eat this yeah. fried chicken sandwich. It's like they put sugar on their french fries. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, they're fucking so good though, aren't they're they? So they good. Are the fries they're so good. They're so good. And they're so good at like 2.30 in the morning. Well, that, that's yeah. similar to Walmart in that everyone leaving a McDonald's, I've noticed, has the same limp. <laughs> they're all and like the walking out. oxygen tank. Just this kind of, oh, my sh- the sugar in my ankle is making yeah. me limp again. Type of a it's it's a brilliant it's a brilliant business structure. Like I've I've discussed McDonald's at length with people and how <laughs> it's the only food. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I certainly have. You can pull it apart with your tongue. <laughs> you can pull a McDonald's cheeseburger apart with your tongue, and it's like here you go. Anybody at any age with any amount of teeth can eat this, and it's still delicious. And it always tastes exactly the same. Exactly the same. It's, it's, it's the Starbucks thing. It's yeah. why Starbucks is so popular. Is people just want to know what they're going to get yeah. so they can make the informed decision of like, okay, here's $5. I'm going to get that exact same cheeseburger every time. And you know what? I'll say this. I can't stop you? laughing at this is a vision of someone's tongue out and using it as a cutting tool. I didn't. I guess you'd put a burger there, and then stick you, you your could like gum it. it. You could yeah. like rip it off and right. gum it, and then like pull it apart. That's so like, funny, though. It's it's. I used, I always say it's cartoon food. It literally <laughs> yeah. looks like the hamburgers like that Wimpy eats in Popeye. Or yeah. I in a cartoon. I always was jealous when they like uh, take a bite out of chicken and they they just bit f- far enough into the drumstick that they would have hit bone. But it's cartoon, so it's just a 
thing all, made. all made yeah. with yep. that chicken handle. That's why I always get the turkey leg at Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's like. That that's huge turkey leg. The visual of people walking around with a huge turkey leg is so it's hilarious. It feels powerful though. Yeah. It's like when you have a turkey leg that size, you you feel like you're you could. Uh, I'm Henry the Eighth. Yeah. Someone to death. So yeah. It's so good. Your wife. Like yeah. It's like you have wronged me. Kill him, and they just kill a court jester. Here's the other genius thing about McDonald's. You can't recreate it. You could sit home all day and try to make a quarter pounder. It will never taste like a quarter pounder. Right. right. You don't you know. You can recreate a Whopper. I don't like a Whopper. Sure. I'm not shitting on the Whopper, but you could recreate something that tastes sort of like a Whopper at your house. Like enough like it where you'd be like, okay. But if you want a quarter pounder or a Big Mac, you better go get a quarter pounder or a Big Mac. Right. And you it. better get a, a degree in chemistry because yeah, half yeah. the shit on there is like it's like yeah. different ways. They've invented new versions of MSG essentially. Yeah, yeah. They had they, there's like scientific measurements. I mean, if <laughs> <laughs> there is a video from Canada, I don't know if it it stands for all McDonald's, but they're like, oh, pink slime, eh? Here's how we make the McNuggets, and they like take you through every step, and, yeah. and it's all like regular stuff, and you're like, okay, that doesn't look so bad. But, I mean, maybe it's fake, or maybe it's just in Canada, that's how they do it. Yeah, because in Canada, they care about people's health. (laughs) Yeah, they're they're up front, and they're like, hey, you want some cigarettes? Well, here's a picture of a burnt baby on the side that was burnt, smoldering within (laughs) its mother. It just came out burnt. Their cigarettes are very powerful. Yeah, I mean, I never understood the burnt baby thing. Yeah, that were the... (laughs) The hell is happening with the... Get that one. Is yeah. it just like the visual supposed to upset you enough to not want to smoke? Yeah. Like if you smoke, this can happen to your baby. It's like a black. Yeah, yeah, charred. Like baby. I'm not making charred, that up. Right? I've, yeah, no. I've never seen it. <laughs> yeah, they in Canada they uh, they and it is half the carton. They're like <laughs> they have to, and it was the same with their chew, which I unfortunately sometimes I chew. They uh, they exact. There's a line, and half of it is like Marlboro. Cigarettes, enjoy it. And then there's a picture of a lung that's just shriveled. Wow. And it's a huge ad for cancer. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it is. I, you know, I still bought them. It didn't affect Yeah, I, I used to love that Dennis Leary joke where he talked about how they would do that. And he was like, let me tell you something, folks. You could have cigarettes called tumors. <laughs> that's right. You need the thing that's in them. It doesn't matter what's on the packaging. I wonder if Dennis yeah. Leary still smokes. Um, I don't know if he does. I wonder if Andrew Dice Clay still smokes over his own head. <laughs> I wonder if he's still if his arm, if, you know, now that he's become kind of a fatter guy, if his arm is still able to do that. He's actually he quit smoking because his hand couldn't reach his mouth anymore <laughs> over his ear. He was doing a thing for a while where he was like on stage with like an unlit cigarette. Oh. oh, I would love like, to see him at the comedy store like tonight, just vaping on stage <laughs> with a vaporizer. Very be, modern. That it, would be d- it did bum me out. It's like, yeah, it's not. It's like, oh, Ice Cube, June twenty seventh at the Staples Center. Oh shit, y'all! I would love to go to that. I love him so much. I love him too. He looks furious in that picture. I He's used to have angry. dreams about him coming and rescuing me in weird places all the time. It was what? very strange. Very That's strange. Amazing. That's amazing. That's weird. It was pretty cool. One time I was on the side of a cliff, and then he just, like, swung in, I think, on a helicopter. It was the best. Really? That's was he not... angry? Was yes. he very angry? He's like, get in here, girl. And I was like, yes. <laughs> yes, I will. He's Why are you. you not talking about that on stage? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I want to keep some things to myself. Will you, write a, yeah. will you write a song about how Ice Cube is always saving you? That's I a think good that'd idea. be a good, yeah. One time it was in the yeah. ocean. 
Yeah, Jolly. There's, the, there's I, kind of nothing better that idea of someone saving you, but not like not um, treating you like a victim, like almost like giving you a hard time as. They're I want. I'm going to write that song it's, with you. Okay. You you can have like uh, the different dream scenarios, and then it's easy. You can just use some of his lyrics. I didn't have to use pepper. my AK. Because, yeah, because uh, Ice. I mean, you Ice Cube came You to could pick go me. hacky with it, but I was Ooh, thinking more. That's so <laughs> mean. I'm. I look that that was one of the few times where I like I get a little jabby. That's that's not yeah, usually my style. Yeah, you almost never do that. You I almost don't, never do. And that. I always apologize. And I can take it. I can. And take I have to. But come on. Does anybody that's, else that's always think this guy with the violin on the side of the orchestra <laughs> thing is Tom Green? <laughs> Every time I drive by, I'm like, why is there a huge picture of Tom Green? Or a young. Yakov Smirnoff. Yeah, yes, that <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah. The, uh, now, that's so funny and perfect, the idea of Ice Cube rescuing you. That's so funny. It's yeah, perfect. You have I, to do it. <laughs> and you're right. It's it's what makes Indiana Jones so great. It's because he's like yelling at the girl. Yeah. Like, come on! Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, it's those people, it's like there's nothing hotter than people who don't have time for your bullshit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's like the best... That's the best. Uh, and that's that's Ice Cube's thing. He does not even if, even if it's a family comedy. Oh, my favorite! And he's rowing in a river with his family. Well, are we there yet? Some yeah. movie like that. He's Those still eyebrows. Mad. He's still mad. still mad at his kid he's in a loving the way. Pa- the power triangle still doesn't under have time eye. for that shit. Um, oh god. Oh, I just was gonna say he. Uh, my favorite thing ever is he was being interviewed on Craig Ferguson. That's how long ago it was, and Craig Ferguson first asked him if he knew where Michael Jackson lived. <laughs> no, wait. First made him watch video of of Craig Ferguson doing layups, which is one of the lamest things I've ever seen. It wasn't for a joke. It was like, check this out. And yeah. then it was just like, yeah, he on. threw the tape of him doing layups. He played basketball in Montana. <sighs> and then to. the second thing he did was ask at like and Ice Cube's like, what do you think of that? And Ice Cube's like, just kind of shrugged. And then he, they <laughs> kept on talking. And then he was like, Michael Jackson. He's like, where do you live? And he said, West Hills or wherever he lives. He goes, yeah, doesn't uh, doesn't Michael Jackson live out there? And Ice Cube goes, man, I don't know. And he was like, super pissed. <laughs> it was one. Oh, it made me so fucking happy. <laughs> he just like yelled oh, at his amazing. interviewer. That's amazing. Did you ever see the Jiminy Glick Ice Cube? Oh, I want to. <gasps> no. I didn't know that. It's my, probably my favorite Jimmy Glick. Oh, I he have goes, to uh, see that. He goes, you put on this tough guy image. <laughs> I came in the green room before this, the interview. You were doing playettes in there. <laughs> and he goes, and you insisted on the dance bar. There had to be. <laughs> <laughs> was Ice Cube just staring at him? He like he was in on the joke, and he was like he was playing it like as if it was like making him angry. But you could tell he thought it was funny. Yeah, like, he wasn't actually angry. God, was, that I love that. Show he so did much. when I yeah, was on Conan. He was the guy. It was like Wayne Gretzky. Everyone was all excited about. But Ice Cube was there, and that's what I was excited about. Yeah. And he had the green room right next. You know, you have your little waiting rooms. And he, I really wanted to meet him. I didn't realize until he walked in. I like started rocking back and forth, and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna." And he just looked at me, and I saw those eyebrows, and I just turned around. I didn't. I was scared of him. He's scary. I'd love to meet Ice Cube. Yeah, I know, and I fucked it up. I met Ice T. Oh, how was that? Oh, you can say your thing first. I was just gonna say it's every time I've ever met someone I actually really wanted to meet. It was so insanely disappointing. Yeah. That it put me off. I I like celebrities from afar. Yeah. I think it's better. You get to keep all your illusions. And they, you yeah. don't have to see them be a douchebag, which um, is usually what they do. Ice T lived up to it, I will say. He's, oh, good. He, he, I was really high. I was in college. I was an aspiring rapper. 
<laughs> oh, were you really? That's yeah, I wanted terrific. to be a rapper, and uh, I was. <laughs> I was. I went to see him. He we did like a college circuit tour where he, he spoke the colleges, and it was they were it was awesome. He was he was awesome at it because he, he like <laughs> came out and he was like, "Let me tell y'all right now two things. If you're offended by words like shit, pussy, fuck, bitch, dick, get the fuck out right now." <laughs> that was his opening thing. And then and he you goes, were like standing ovation. <laughs> yeah, and then he like broke down why none of those words are curse words, and he had a great argument, and he got into this applause break I remember and then he was like and do me a favor when you write your review in the paper tomorrow don't fucking say I was well spoken because what you're saying is I was well spoken for a black man <laughs> fuck you and like he was he was so just like this is what I'm doing uh-huh. go fuck yourselves and then he just told like awesome stories about uh, about like his coming up in like gangs and like his years as like a pimp and like getting wow. into the record industry, getting out of jail, like going to the army, and then like all these opinions and social commentary things and blah 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 blah. But anyway, <laughs> I wanted to meet him great. since I was a kid because he made me want to be a rapper when I was in like sixth grade. So I was I like I had to run around the whole building afterwards to find him because <laughs> uh, they were like trying to get him out like quietly. I finally found him. I was really high and. uh all these guys were giving him like demo tapes and stuff. Oh no! Oh he was no! Like, thanks, God, that's, thanks, that thanks. makes me cringe. Oh god! You know, he was being accommodating, like you yeah, know, but yeah. like, I, and like he just like finally like turned to me and like looked at me and he's like, "What's up, man?" And I was like, and I was like shaking. I swear to God, I was almost crying. I was oh. so like worked up because I'd waited literally like t- fucking over ten years to meet the guy. Yeah, and uh, and I was like. I, I, I'm not going to give you a demo tape or anything. I, I don't, I don't want your help with anything. I just want you to know that your, your power album changed my life, and you're the reason that I, you're the reason that I want to be a musician, man. Thank you so much. And he just, he shook his head. And he goes, "That's what's up. <laughs> Do it, man. Get out there and bang some fucking heads, man." And I was like, "Okay." And he's like, "All right." Yeah. Bang some fucking heads. Yeah. And then he turned to this other guy, and he was like. We're trying to hit a strip club. <laughs> you guys know where a strip club is? Oh, that's the best. And that's the night he met Coco. <laughs> As a single so tear of joy rolls down <laughs> Joe Rose's cheek. That was back when, like, something, I, you know, I was, I don't know, 20 or 21. I mean, that was back when something like that could keep you high for, like, Hell yeah. a week. Was that pre or post? Uh, probably po- body count. I, for some oh, I, it was way after. I kind of didn't. I held body count again. I was really excited for body count, but I I don't know. I wasn't into it. Sorry. I love the first body count record. And <laughs> I had them on Cup Killer! Yeah. Tonight we get even. Cup Killer! You know, <laughs> with the risk of sounding provocative or, or whatever, I think if you listen to Cop Killer as a song from the standpoint of not somebody saying, let's go kill cops, which is not what the song is about, right. but from the standpoint of somebody, like a protest song from somebody that grew up in the projects, talking about, like, I'm tired of, like, getting the shit kicked out of me. Right. You know, I suddenly in that it light, it becomes, like, this, like, black flag... Yeah. Like awesome. Like okay. I, I love that fucking song. I'll listen to it again. I, my you, friends are, I family I have are it. cops. I, I don't have the cops. cassette tape. I'll, I don't know how I'll play it, but I need to get a tape player. <laughs> yeah, if you listen to it with half an open mind, it's so obvious he's talking about corrupt cop. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. like one of those things where people turned it into. Well, it's just hard not to compare it to the fact that he plays a cop on TV now. So that, right. in my memory of it, it's like contradictory. And that was the, but 
Yeah. I think it was the same time as like the Tipper Gore parental guidance bullshit yeah, where they started after, yeah. getting really like we've got to crack down she single-handedly ruined hip-hop for me i loved murder rap you loved what <laughs> murder rap like the yeah. ghetto boys and everything where they graphically talked about not just kill they talked about stabbing people like <laughs> horror movie type killing yeah they have a song called mind of a lunatic where they talk about corpse fucking in it and i'm like yeah. these guys have taken it all the yeah. way yeah i don't know what part all of houston the they live where it's yeah. okay for a midget to murder children <laughs> because he's the same height as him on on Halloween of all nights. Are you serious? But yeah, there's a whole rap song where. Uh, oh, I want to cover that. Yeah, we, there's a well, mind playing tricks on me. Bushwick Bill talks about like his whole verse in the song is about how he went out and robbed kids for candy yeah. on Halloween. Robbing like their kids men. for bags. And then he talks about how one of their dads comes after them to be like, you're fucking with children. Stop it. And he's like, and then we beat the shit out of the dad. And then he's like, "We, I came to and nobody was there with me and I was punching concrete yeah. and it wasn't even close to Halloween and I was, my mind's playing tricks on me. It's you all about like this song about being like delusional. I like it when he goes, a murder contest. You know I'll win it because in every mailbox there'll be a head with a knife in it. Yeah. Now you're really putting out a message there. If you're decapitating people, leaving the knife, putting it in a mailbox, putting the flag up. Let's talk. That you won the murder Can contest. Can we talk my favorite Get Boys lyrics? Yes, please. Bushwick uh, Bill has a song called Size Ain't Shit, where he goes, Contestant number one, come on down, because you ain't winning shit but a root canal. Ooh. Oh, I hate those. When I throw a motherfucking right cross and bust you dead in your goddamn mouth. That's a great lyric. My favorite Ghetto Boys lyric of all time. Fair warning. I'm going to say the N-word right now, but I'm just quoting the lyric. It's okay. a song. So that's it's fair. Just artist. make it, put an A at the end. I will. So we know for sure. I will. There's a Ghetto Boys song called Read These Nikes about... Will, it's a Willie D's solo song where he talks about when he beats somebody down, he makes them read his Nikes like, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. by stomping their head. And my, it's the greatest rap lyric of all time. He goes, from the hardest to the softest, for me to beat a nigga down is a day at the office. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's the most brilliant line I've ever heard in my life. Like, See, they have just good picturing ones. him rolling up his sleeves. <laughs> I, I like the cartoonish ones that barely make sense. So I, at one point, Bushwick goes, uh, dead heads and frog legs. Mmm, cake mix. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know. So he's so yeah. badass that the dead heads, again, it's dead heads. Uh, I think it's right after the mailbox lyric. That's from Chucky. Both those yeah, lines yeah, that's yeah. Chucky. I guess I really like the... And then they use samples of Chucky the doll from Child's Play oh. and children screaming. <laughs> it's a soul song about... I'll, I'll, the worst thing you can do is let me... Uh, like babysit your kids I'll teach them how to act And if they ain't acting right They're dying tonight <laughs> Ain't no use in you trying to stop it oh, oh. He's got a song yeah. On their third album Or on their fourth album called Or fifth album I don't know what number it is But they have an album called Till Death to Us Part And there's a Bushwick solo song on that Called Murder Avenue <laughs> And it's just it's just like really really graphic murder stuff And then at the end of it He's like He's like, don't get mad at, don't get mad at the product. This is a work of art. Get mad at the inspiration. This was inspired by Jeffrey Dahmer, and like he just oh, wow. he says that at the end like, to be like, so it's cool. Really, yeah. he's speaking- that's right. It's not me. It's him. He he's the a- one that did it. I'm he, just talking about. He it. speaks. He has a disclaimer at the end of the song. Yeah, he, he and it doesn't come. That's- it doesn't sound like he's saying a disclaimer, yeah. but he's like, it's clearly like his way of just being like, look. Bef- 
don't give me any shit about this. <laughs> he probably did that because of Tipper Gore. Um, but I, I, I used to. I still, I'm still a huge Ghetto Boys fan. Like I, I, I me when too. they got it's... back together a few years back, I was really excited. I also and am as well. Yeah. I uh, Willie D follows me on Twitter, and it was like one of the greatest oh. days of my life. He does an advice column for Vice now. Really? Wow. Yeah. I and like... he's like, it's, it's it's for real, like a Dear Abby, like fucking. That's great. Yeah, that's my. Fr- I wasn't that into Andrew WK, but I love that he does that. He like gets passionately. People write him letters, and I'm like, I'm 15, and I'm having this problem, and he gets way into it and writes these long, Aww. or the ones that you end up reading. Who knows if he right, does right, it all right. damn day? But he but like helps people. I out. like, yeah, yeah. He's like a motivational. Is he is he like a straight edge part like life is my high, or does he party? I don't know. That's oh, a I good think question. He parties. I think he drinks. Uh, yeah, he must right. Well, certainly during that album, I think that the bloody nose picture was from like partying and being drunk and fighting. I did a Fox News show with him once. He was really nice. Oh, that red eye thing? Yeah. Yeah. I, I met the guy from Guar before he died on there. I met a lot. I met the yeah. guy from the Vandals. I met a lot of musicians Yeah, that Odorous Ungus. He was on, uh, on, I worked on a show called The Daily Habit on Fuel and he was on panel and he was wearing his costume and they, it's hard to wash that, I guess. It's just like <laughs> rubber coated foam, but it's like a space suit and he's a monster. But his real human testicle was just hanging out <laughs> during the whole panel. And I, I swear I could specifically smell that. No. His suit smelled in general like B.O., but his nut was there. And I'm talking about a guy who died, so I'm not making light of his life or his no, death. No, just the fact. But his nut, I've never seen a testicle hang that low. I've never seen him a person so relaxed. Like, it was hanging out, and I was looking at it. And I realized he has to know. It was just like resting on the stool he was sitting on. <laughs> he just didn't give a fuck. And that that's guy was so kind of great. Funny, yeah. That was that's out. That's so Pretty fucking cool. funny. He oh, got up, after he did his interview on Red Eye, he got up and there was blood speckled all on the desk where he was sitting that I believe had come from his mouth. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that was from. <laughs> I, again, he did die. I'm not. If it was related to his sickness, I'm not. Oh trying yeah, to be that's shitty awful. That, yeah. Oh, I kind of took it more like he probably just had bleeding gums. Yeah, he's from, like, a he's a rock monster. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna bleed. He's gonna have his nuts out. He's a monster. He was a monster, uh, but he was so funny. He was yeah, quick. He's hilarious. It was like a panel thing. You watch videos, and he wrote written jokes for it. Like he didn't have to use our jokes. That was that was rare that even comics would show up with their jokes written. Kind of like at midnight, they have writers, and the, yeah. they're like, "Here's the jokes," and they're like, "Well, I'll do that joke. It's better than what I wrote." They, they said, uh, my friends work on that. They said, rarely do comics uh, even use their own jokes. I, I thought I'd bring it all to a screeching halt <laughs> <laughs> by making it real, making it real and personal. But yeah, odorous ungus. Well, I love the people that watch like the. F- like I like at midnight, but I like the I love the fact that there are fans out there watching it that are like, that are like. They are coming up with this right then and there. These people are so funny. Yeah, <laughs> even people in my family, like my dad, they, they, it's amazing. Yes, that, yes, yes. Yeah, this place, it's an art what? thing. And then she's adding art to their art. Oh, it's, I see. I, these fucking dipshits <laughs> have been out here in droves <laughs> taking pictures. And every fucking moron, like that girl that was just dancing, <laughs> thinks they're the first person to do like uh. some kind of like video or like yeah. picture in front of it. It's like, asshole, you're going to release your <laughs> spreads in like a week and they're all going to be the same. 
It's funny. It's true because I uh, I took a picture of that when I saw it one night uh, leaving El Cid, and I said, "Look at that! Someone whitewashed that whole building, including the trees." If, in L.A. on Sunset, there's this. Uh, it, it looks like it used to be a hotel or an apartment building. It's been abandoned for like 15 years, and someone with a Christmas tree flocking or something like that. I know it. They didn't paint the palm trees because for a while I was like, "That's kind of fucked up. You killed a bunch of palm trees." <laughs> but it's all white, and uh, it's an art installation. But I that night I took a picture. And I put it on Instagram, and I'm like, "This is gonna get some." <laughs> thumbs some hearts <laughs> and the, yeah. and everyone the, like the entire Instagram feed was everyone else taking pictures of it too so now and it's been there that long yeah yeah it's a, been a few weeks of oh. it yeah but and now everyone's doing <laughs> she was doing a dance you know, yeah. for a demo I thought it was reel. just like a you know what why do I ever why would I fall for that no one's ever doing anything cool independently of some like own oh, they're about to post this somewhere. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. I just thought we drove by a girl doing a cool dance, but of course, <laughs> of course not. No, no, it's all shit in this town. <laughs> well, I'm that way too. It's like, oh, we should go do this. I think of a funny thing, and I'm like, well, we're gonna film it, right? I'm not just gonna do that. Yeah, I'm not just gonna for waste, my memory. I'm not wasting yeah. my time. I'm not gonna remember that if I did it anyway. Guys, this was so fun. Joe, you know, we just pulled up in front of your house. Do you yeah. have Do you have anything to plug? That was perfect. This week, uh, this gets posted tomorrow. Well, my podcast, Down with Joe DeRosa. If you don't quit. Keep doing it. <laughs> Listen to that. Subscribe to Listen that. Listen to it now. While on you all can. things comedy. Yeah. I'll be uh, on all things comedy. I'll be uh, at Houston at the. I mean, I'm sorry. I'll be in Toronto at the Comedy Bar this Saturday and Sunday, and then I'll be in Houston the following weekend at the Improv. So come out for that stuff. Yeah, that sounds. And, that uh, sounds great. We have Can I Kick It monthly uh, hip hop <laughs> review comedy show with Al Jackson, Tone Bell, and myself at uh, at uh, the. Um, Meltdown once a month. So next one's June. Nice. I guess that's it. You and, should uh, try and get the Ghetto Boys to go to your show in Houston. Is that where they're from? Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, they're from Fifth Ward. Fifth Scarface Ward. still lives there. Invite you Scarface. Should. Oh wait, I have to move because it's oh. hideous Porsche Cayenne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, because that's the new Scientology building. I'm not kidding. Oh, oh. am I gonna hit that car? No. That's we, what that is. That's what this massive no, structure really? is. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, wow. They nice. built the new one right near the old one. Oh It's wow. like I don't understand. You're going to be across the street from them? Yeah, I'm right oh, wow. across the street. Anyway, uh, my scale, my new scale came in the mail, and I'm excited about it, which tells you about where I'm at in life. <laughs> excited to get inside to, and try I it. I feel the same. I need to get a mirror for the same reason. I'm like, I've let myself go. I'm never looking at myself. It's nice to have a good scale. I like yeah. a good scale. Joe, you're Guys. great. Joe, you're the best. Yeah. Thanks.